0: Welcome forward. Now you're listening to the Millionaires Roundtable. I am your host, Lynn Richardson, here on KBLA Talk 1580. And we are creating millionaires one family at a time, one day at a time, one dollar at a time and one dime at a time. And that means you. The harvest is here and the time is now. And oh boy, we got a whole lot to talk about. And to talk about it today, I have my girl, our legend, our icon, my sister and business partner and friend, MC Light, is here on the round table. We got to just get right into this one. Thank you so much for joining me today, Light. How are you?
1: I am doing well. Thank you so much, Lynn. Good day to you. Are you um, well?
0: Because I'm not well. Oh. I'm not well. I'm not well at all well this is my thing, okay, so you heard the news about uh Ryan Coolidge being mistaken for a bank robber you as a matter of fact, you got the whole story. I'm just you know, I'm like Medea. what is going on? What happened?
1: Well, from my understanding, because I have gotten bits and pieces, you know, I work like you. So I'm moving and moving around. and But I, I was hit with the story several times in one day, coming into contact with either radio or TV or social media. And that is, he went, <clears throat> excuse me, the director of Black Panther, an all-time, you know, favorite amongst the community and the world, in fact, international appeal was amazing for this movie in any case he walks into a bank he has his mask on i believe he may have had some shades on which is not unusual in the daytime um uh, maybe even a hat on but he wasn't trying to disguise himself he was actually being himself which you know is everyday wear also with a mask that is required okay correct so he because we I are
0: I in a pandemic right
1: exactly from what i understand he had a note that uh basically said what he was trying to do and that was to withdraw twelve thousand dollars from his bank account and the only reason why he had a note is because he wanted to be discreet about it he's out in atlanta right now and you know what it really wouldn't matter where i was I'm not trying to withdraw that amount of money and be extremely vocal and loud about it at a bank, correct. Because you can walk out and get robbed.
0: Let me tell um, you first of all yeah. just 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 put a pin in that right there. Okay, there is one it. bank in particular here on the west coast on the west coast. um as soon as you walk in, they ask you why are you here today? Would you get out of my face? Why would you ask people? why they're there and in front of all these other people. Like they literally ask you, and I remember being in this bank and overhearing so many people say what they were in the bank for. They think they're doing customer service, but they're not. Okay, keep going. Girl, I'm I'm hot today. I'm hot.
1: That's that's an interesting point. It's like they're trying to get their staff ready for what it is that you may need, but it alerts everyone else to what it is that you're there to do exactly (laughs) which is which is silly as all get out you know that that's people that ain't accustomed to hood life yeah like putting your money in your sock right my mama used to make me put my money in my deep down in my sock (laughs) and her her father my papa used to make her put her money in a sock in her pants and safety pin it to the inside of her trousers. Let me tell you, we had all sorts of ways. Tell
0: them about where Grandma B used to keep that $20. Oh, baby, in the room on top of the shelf, behind the box, inside a pocketbook, inside <laughs> of, uh, the zipper, wrapped up in a piece of paper towel. Yeah, it's like 15 you know high places.
1: the paper towel for?
0: to <laughs> keep it dry. <laughs> I, Think I <laughs> she always has some paper towel in her purse. Let me tell you, I don't know. So oh anyway, so Ryan Coolidge goes into the bank.
1: He goes he's into discre- the bank. He's he being discreet notes.
0: as he should he's be.
1: As he should be. And he also said that on the note. He's trying to be discreet and does not want to count the money there. She then asked him for him some uh, she asked him for ID. He then produces his California driver's license. She looks at it and thinks that it's not real, or I don't know what she thought, but at that moment, she thought it was probable cause to notify the police that they were being robbed. Wow. You know, it's so sad, and and just now I gave off a laugh, but that laugh was... From sadness, from embarrassment for her, embarrassment for him, it was just totally unnecessary to handle that matter that way. And this is someone who's probably so uneducated about us as a people, probably uh, has has not come into contact with people of color outside of that bank to go to the extreme measures of thinking that you're being robbed or she's in la la land watching too many movies and and tv shows that when somebody comes to her with a real valid request and supports it by showing them a valid form of identification and you call the police
0: and you know what is so um you know it's it's a it's bittersweet Because this man is in a position. How much money was he withdrawing? From what I read, $12,000. Okay. Yeah, so he's withdrawing whatever sum, whatever amount of money. First of all, the fact that he can actually do that. He can actually walk into a bank um, in America in this day and age um, as a black man. And he has the assets to actually withdraw. I, I'm just confused because it's almost like, and we know that there have been other scenarios. We can't put our money in the bank and we can't get it out. It's like, which, what are we supposed to do around here? It's this, the, that's
1: crazy. Well, yeah. I mean, on next segment, I'd really like to hear that story about not being able to put your money in the bank. Oh,
0: yes, honey. Oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes. We... Have to talk about this because there are African Americans, people of color, who can't even put their money in the bank when they try to to make it grow. The harvest is here and the time is now. KBLA Talk fifteen eighty. We've got a lot to talk about.
1: Less BS per broadcast. Fewer microaggressions per megawatt. KBLA Talk fifteen eighty.
0: Welcome forward. Now, this is the Millionaires' Roundtable here on KBLA Talk 1580. And this is Lynn Richardson. And we are creating millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one dollar at a time, and one dime at a time. And that means you. Yes, the harvest is here and the time is now. But we confused because it seems like they're trying to take it away. I don't understand. Light, thank you so much for being here with me today on the Roundtable. This Ryan Coolidge issue um, with him being arrested, for being discreet in a bank in Atlanta, trying to uh, withdraw uh, a large sum of money um, and trying to be discreet so he doesn't have to count it in front of everybody that's standing there in the bank and get robbed as soon as he goes outside is um, is unmatched, uh, but only by the other issue, the flip side, where there have been um, notable cases wherein, for example, um, one of the former NFL players, you know, had a large sum of money he wanted to put in the bank. And he was going to be a, a private client, basically, you know, clients with large sums of money, who then get special services, you know, discounts on things and, you know, individualized attention when they go to the bank. And, uh, you know, the the investment banker was caught on tape This was a couple of years ago. And I don't want to, you know, disparage any particular institution's name because I I understand that, you know, we are moving forward towards diversity and inclusion. And I am proud to be a part of that message. Um, But, you know, it was it was very well known and he could not put his money in the bank. There was another case like where in a an African-American woman, she had gotten a large sum of money. It was either from the lottery or, in an, uh, you know, a, a life insurance um, disbursement. And she wanted to put her money in the bank and couldn't do it there because they thought, well, you know, those people, they don't do the right thing with their money. Like it, it really is something. And the thing that gets me that really makes my heart just um, hurt a bit for Ryan Coolidge, it was a regular day. He woke up in the morning to take care of some mm. business, mm. to handle something. Mm-hmm. Who knows what for? You know, we've mm. been on the road over the past decade or more and handling large transactions from time to time. We don't do that anymore. Um, so don't think you're about to come get me because I don't have it. All right. Um, but we used to, we were on, you know, people listening, child, they'd be like, uh uh-uh, uh, I don't have it. We don't handle large transactions on the road um, anymore. But yeah, there have been times I remember being on um, one particular tour with you and I became the general manager of that tour. And there were nights where I had, uh, you know, half a million dollars in cash in my backpack because that's what we had to pick up at the theater that day. And there was no bank open. And we're on the road and we're in some you know, little town that doesn't have one of the regular banks and so on and so forth. But he went to the bank to handle some business, to take care of something. Who knows? A sick relative, a friend, a business transaction, whatever it was. And he mm-hmm. ended up getting arrested. Do you understand how yeah. traumatic that is? It
1: just doesn't make any sense. But I mean, it's. That, that's usually how we are met with systemic racism. It, it, we're totally taken off guard. We have people who have been driving with their families, with their kids in their cars, and pulled out of their cars. Like, the, Lynn, if we went through all of the names of the people that didn't expect stuff to go down the way they did because of racism, we'd be here until kingdom come. Yep. Yep. People minding their own business, trying to get their life handled, and they're met with someone who is just uncomfortable with the notion and the sight of of people of color. Yes. It, it leaves them uneasy. They don't know how to handle it.
0: Wow. Yeah. And sometimes I think it might even be jealousy. You know, um, you you know, when when a a customer comes up to the window, there's a certain expectation, I guess, that, you know, the teller may have and the person gives you their ID, account number, whatever. And you open their, you look at their account or whatever it is that happens. And you're like, oh, you know, I know that there have been times when, you know, I might have been looking a little grimy, you know, baseball cap or, you know, I'm just on the move and I'm, I'm there and I'm handling something. And there have been times when I literally, I took my glasses off and I looked the person in the face so that they could see that the person on the idea is ID is actually me. I know I might not look like uh, this person. And when I first approached you, I may not look like I have that many accounts with that amount of money in it. That, that might surprise and alarm You know, some folks, um, especially if they got to work that day and they're, you know, they're having trouble taking care of their family or paying their bills and, you know, so on. But there's all kind of discrimination. So I just started looking up some of these issues. You know, first of all, what um, are some examples of discrimination in lending and banking? And the number mm-hmm. one area for discrimination, I don't think people realize this, it's providing a different customer service experience mm. to, yes, mm-hmm. to mortgage applicants or banking customers, depending on their race, color, religion, sex. And that includes gender, gender identity, sexual orientation, sexual and sexual harassment, familial status, national origin, or disability. And mm. it is uh you know it's running rampant. And for the first time for the first time in 2020, um there was a bill presented to prohibit discrimination in financial services. This is for the first time ever. Wow. Yes. Mhm. So, um you know there there's there's so many things. There there's even discrimination in like, unfortunately, in the financial services world, uh, if you are dealing with someone who has to make a decision on your loan or someone who has to make a decision on your account, their opinions are sometimes discriminatory. Um, their beliefs. I'll give you one example, which is why I started the Homebuyers Club. Someone of color may turn in a tax return and that tax return may show that the person owed some money in taxes. Someone mm-hmm. who is of the majority may turn in that same tax return and that same that tax return shows that they owe money in taxes. Well, mm-hmm. the assumption is that the person of majority has the money somewhere to pay, even if it's not in a, in a bank account that you see on that mortgage application. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I have had it happen that... An underwriter will ask someone of color, well, how are you going to pay your taxes? That's not your business. That's not your business. Right, right. It's not your business. It's not showing up on the credit report. It's not a derogatory item. Um, Let's say that person only needs $20,000 to put down on their house, but they show the person owes $40,000 in taxes. Now they start asking, how are you going to pay your taxes? Do you have a payment plan? All of these things. And it's assumptions that are made throughout this process. So we we have a lot of work to do um, in terms of, you know, equity. We talk about uh, inequity in pay, inequity in opportunities. But now there is inequity just in your ability to walk inside a bank and put some money in or take some money out. The harvest is here and the time is now.
1: Give yourself the gift of wealth with no limits. Lynn Richardson and New Wealth University is giving 50% off on the Platinum Wealth Ambassador Program. The Platinum Wealth Ambassador Program will give you two full years of unlimited access to all of Lynn's online classes, books, boot camps, master classes, and webinars. So give yourself the gift of wealth with no
0: limits with 50% off on the Platinum Wealth Ambassador Program, available on lynnrichardson.com. The harvest is here and the time is now uh, light. Thank you so much for being here with me on the round table today. Uh, my heart just really goes out um, to, you know, our brother for the experience that he had. And my heart goes out to all of our brothers and sisters and, you know, people who are facing um, these unexpected surprise um, cases of. This is actually very harmful. It's harmful to the spirit. It's harmful mm-hmm. to the mind. It's harmful to the heart. Um, and, I, and I pray that something is going to be done about it. Outside of this. Yes,
1: let's, uh, let's get a correction. His uh, last name is Kugler. Kugler. I know I'm a Coolidge, right? Coogler. Okay,
0: Kugler, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ryan Ryan Kugler. Um, this is, uh, you know, it's just, it's very disheartening. Um, what do you think should happen in a case like this, I mean, the bank issuing an apology or whomever, that's just really kind of not enough. What, what do you think should happen?
1: Well, there's interestingly enough from from Ryan's side, he said that it is. He's saying, OK, they apologize. Like, let's just get on the other side of this. OK, was, so so he's recognizing it was a mistake on the part of the young person that worked there. Um, which, you know, there's it's such a toss up in circumstances like this, because you want to think, you know, case in point with the woman who had the money and she was looking to invest it and said bank wouldn't accept her, uh, her money as an investment, didn't want anything to do with it. Is that a broker or banker making that decision or Has that come down from the pipeline? Well, you know, you've been in corporate America. When somebody takes a stand as in not taking somebody's money, is that coming from a higher up? Is is that coming from an executive? Have they been taught? Is that the climate within the climate and the culture within the company? Like, how does a decision get made like that?
0: You know, yeah, Um, I worked in the financial services industry uh, on the inside uh, for many years, and You know, unfortunately, uh, the the, you know, managing director in most cases of that particular location usually is the one that uh, hands down the laws and the rules and establishes the culture of the location. Um, When I was in the financial services industry, I worked for a great MD. I mean, He provided opportunities not only to, you know, people of color like myself who were working in the business. I ended up being number one in the company, rookie of the year, all of this stuff. And he afforded me every possible opportunity that was befitting someone who was producing at my level. Um, And in addition to that, he genuinely, whenever I had an issue with a client or if I had an issue with an elderly uh you know person on the south side of Chicago. I remember um having three, there were three sisters. They were in their 70s. Um two of them were twins. They were twins and then a, a and then an older sister. And uh, they had so much money just sitting in their bank and I had to, you know, help them figure out ways to invest it and turn it into cash flow for them and so on. And my MD was extremely impressed. It was as if Uh, you know, I was helping his mother or, you know, you, I never felt any disparity. I never felt any disparate treatment. I never felt any, um, you know, I didn't feel like he ever turned his nose up. It, it, I only felt respect, but I know that that's not the case in some places, in some places, the energy of that location or that region, um, or, you know, even sometimes a whole institution could be, Um, We don't trust these people or we don't want their money or, you know, really what it comes down to. They just don't want to be bothered. They don't want to be bothered. They don't they don't want to call you Mr. or Mrs. Whomever you are with X amount of dollars. They don't want to say to you, thank you so much for your business. They don't want to do it. And so I think that the the layers of um, the hatred. Um, And the prejudice are extremely deep. That's what I think.
1: Yeah, I mean, we, we actually have a friend who, come hell or high water, he is at a black institution, bank. He's at a black bank. He will find a black bank wherever he can. And so he doesn't deal with that. But I'm sure he banks at other places. But he also wants to support black banks because he understands the economic structure and the benefit of, you know, having a customers. And so he wants to lend that support to uh, local and black banks nationwide. So I would just say, you know, that's, that's another way we can combat is just make it stronger, but then also hold the big banks accountable. Yeah. And Yeah, they they need to be taught. And that young lady, that banker, she, I'm I'm certain that she wasn't alone in this. I'm almost clear that she didn't make a unilateral decision. I think that when it presented itself, she may have gone to a manager and said, look, this is what I have, da-da-da-da-da. I don't know that she just made that decision on her own, but I could be wrong. But it's it's a learning opportunity specifically for for that bank. I haven't heard much about that bank in this type of way. It can clearly just be a mistake, which that's what that's the uh, information they have issued. And that's also what Ryan uh, seems to be satisfied with an apology. Um, so it could be just a mistake that stems from a whole lot of mistakes made because of the
0: ignorance well we do know that it is fear god has not given us a spirit of fear but of power of love and a sound mind and unfortunately fear is running rampant and um you know but there is something we can do about it the harvest is here and the time is now kbla talk 1580 we've got a lot to talk about
1: this is kbla talk 1580 where hate loses and love wins
0: Welcome forward. Now this is the Millionaires Roundtable here on KBLA Talk 1580. And this is Lynn Richardson, and we are creating millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one dollar at a time, and one dime at a time. And that means you. Okay, so do you honestly think we fail to work together because uh we are afraid they're gonna come and get our stuff or you know, penalize us in some way, or do we fail to work together because we don't want anybody in our business. Come on now. <laughs> uh
1: well the truth is it could be it could be either, depending on t- see, what I think we sometimes forget is how much of our DNA plays a role in our decisions. And so yes, I think you are correct in saying a Lots of times it's because one may not want another in their business or not knowing what they don't know. And you know what? I can speak to this because in the music industry, we have people that come in really young, really green, don't know a lot about anything, yet they're with a camp of people and they've got to keep up this air that they're either being educated by the people that they're rolling with or that they they just know what it is that they're doing and most times they don't they're coming in at 16 17 18 years old don't know anything about the music business and sometimes they think they know something but they don't um, or they've learned something the incorrect way yet they're not open to sharing what it is that they don't know or do know because of, uh, you know, fear of being judged because you're in the business. You should know it. And I think lots of times that spills over, of course, into, you know, outside of the music industry, into just ordinary living that uh, people don't want you to know how ignorant they may be to a particular subject.
0: You know, I think there's another element there. I think think primarily... We don't work together because we don't want anybody in our business. And I'm going to say that both ways. Those of us who have succeeded don't want anybody in our business. And those of us who are failing don't want anybody in our business. So everybody has no business (laughs) because you don't want anybody in your business. And the truth is, You know, they say, mind your own business. No, we need to be minding everybody's business, everybody else's business. That's how it was when I was growing up. You couldn't just go outside and do what you wanted to do. If your mother did not see you and get you, then the neighbor down the street would. And so, one, we we don't want anybody in our business. And then, two, and I think this is either equal or may even have more weight, we don't want to be accountable so, if we all get together, and I and I am challenging every single person who is listening to this, if you are failing, reach out to somebody who's succeeding and sit down and have a conversation. If you are winning, reach out to somebody who's failing and sit down and have a conversation. You know, who, you know who's failing around you. You know, uh, Keisha and Ray Ray uh, and, and whoever else it is. And I and I'm saying those names, and I'm not being disrespectful. But we do have cousins named Keisha and Ray Ray. Okay, <laughs> and, and 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 when I say that. You know that I'm talking about and, I, and I'm not putting anybody in any category because we have the first black mayor of Atlanta. Her name is Keisha. So I'm not saying that Keisha is associated with some lower level of existence. But you all know when I say Keisha and Ray Ray, you know that I'm talking about our people. OK, and because we do have Keisha's and Ray Ray's who are making it. I want us to talk to us about what we need to do to help us. So. You know who's struggling. You know, even if they're uh, fronting um, that they got some stuff that they need to work out. You know the people in your house and your family who don't own a home. You you know what? I'm putting myself out here now because I'm everybody that doesn't have a house, my family, gonna hear from me regularly un- until they either block my number or, you know, whatever, until they buy a home. So I think that we have to... Work together. And I have said that, you know, well, the Bible says that plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. And in many cases, our advisors start with the people who we are looking at every single day, who are right in our faces, our family members. We rely on for, you know, a Thanksgiving dinner, but we will not rely on these same people to have a conversation about how to build wealth. And we need to stop it. The harvest is here. And yes, guess what? The time is now. Hi, I'm financial expert Lynn Richardson. You may have seen me on Good Morning America, the Steve Harvey Show, or Get Up Mornings with Erica Campbell. Guess what? Did you know you can get your money back if you hire your kids? You can get your money back if you go out to eat. You can get your money back if you go on a vacation. Well, guess what? In my book, Get Your Money Back, Tax Deductions You Never Know About. I'm going to teach you how you can get your money back with your home-based business legally, ethically, and all with the permission of the IRS. Just go to askblin.org. So, yes, we're talking about the myths of uh, homeownership during an inflationary economy. Uh, as prices go up, everybody is going, uh, you know, berserk you know, folks are trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, But the truth of the matter is like that when the cost of necessary things gets higher, we need to decrease our spending on unnecessary things. That's just what it is. It's almost like forced budgeting, forced discipline. And it's great if that comes internally, naturally to you. But if it doesn't, then the world will certainly teach you how to budget because, you know, I don't know anything about this new gas. I'm not buying any gas. I refuse. You uh,
1: said this new gas? That's that's hilarious. Yeah, this new, new gas, gas. they're talking
0: about for <laughs> seven, eight, nine, ten dollars a gallon. Baby, buy because the last time gas went up, uh, you know, to a number that I had not recognized in my lifetime, it was during the recession of two thousand eight. And so gas was $4.50 a gallon and got to $5. I do
1: remember that. I do remember.
0: Remember? And so I had, I instituted gas price distance. That was my new rule. I had a concept called gas price distance. And so if you wanted me to come somewhere, the first thing I went to check to see is if it was in gas price distance, meaning within a one mile radius of my home. If it wasn't within a mile, I wasn't going, period. I changed churches. My kids went to a new school. Uh, All of the, you know, Walgreens, CVS, everything was a few blocks away. I didn't go anywhere. That was it. The only place I went outside of gas price distance was the airport to go travel, to go make some money to afford the gas that I could, you know. So, um... I just think that we all have to buckle down. So the next myth, so the number one reason for wealth as far as I'm concerned is because we don't work together. I know that there are a lot of external things, but as long as you focus on external things that you cannot change, you do not get to leverage the energy to change the internal things. And I'm always gonna be an advocate for changing what I can, changing what I can, the serenity prayer you know tells us to accept the things we cannot change, change the things we can and know the difference between the two. And I cannot change I systematic racism. I cannot change uh bias, but what I can do is change me. Take my time, get a plan, work with a team, and then I'm I, I mean, I don't even understand. If you are buying a house and you're not in the home buyers club, I don't know what to tell you. Because I'm I'm going to tell you that more than probably 70, 80% of, of our people, of, of African-American people who go to buy a, get a mortgage, somewhere along that process, you're gonna get tripped up and you're probably gonna get denied. And you may get denied for a reason that you cannot change, okay? However, if you go in with a plan, you can set up your financial strategy so that it meets the requirements of the mortgage. And the only way for you to do that is to go get a mortgage license or join the homebuyers club. So that's my story and I'm sticking to it. The harvest is here and the time is now. It's your season to win. KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about.
1: Find a righteous range, and don't be afraid to say what you see. We're KBLA Talk 1580.
0: Welcome forward now. This is the Millionaire's Roundtable here on KBLA Talk 1580. And this is Lynn Richardson. And we are creating millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one dollar at a time, and one dime at a time. And that means you. The harvest is still here. The time is still now. This is still the season uh, to win. Um, this is the season to overcome and this is the season to keep moving. And I and I guess I would have to say, um, yes, I'm happy uh, that he is um, like satisfied with an apology. Uh, but just because he's satisfied with an apology still. It does not mean that more can't be done. Let me just put it like that.
1: Yes, yes, I'm in full agreement with that. And, you know, unfortunately, when you say I accept your apology, nine times out of ten, things just go back to normal. Yes. Not as there is a plan in place for how it is that you deal with these types of
0: circumstances. Yes, absolutely.
1: Yeah, and that's just training. It's more education. And it's really... You know, this is the thing. As an institution, if I had someone act in that way, I would pull them off the floor immediately. Like they could not service any more of my customers until they were trained properly. And then I'd have them go through a training, which might have uh, a psychoanalysis might have to be done as well. Because if your reason for doing this stems way beyond ignorance of... Not knowing what to do in that moment versus what you just said, coming from a place of hate. Like, I would have to know that about my about my staff. Because I would not want them representing my company and dealing with customers in that way. So, yeah, I would have to pull her off the floor. She She wouldn't be able to help another customer until... I really knew who she was. And that takes time. That takes time and money and resources to really dig in to the psyche of your uh, your employees.
0: You know, there are certainly ways to dis- determine and discover um, what people are thinking beyond what they say, you know, and what people are mm-hmm. feeling beyond what they say. They've got mm-hmm. personality tests and... You know, how do you feel if you're standing in a bank and, and a black man walks in with a mask on? How does that make you feel? Do mm-hmm. you, are you afraid? Do you, because there are people who are fearful. They're just fearful, mm-hmm. period. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, that, and that fear is what has to be addressed. And that fear is what, um, you know, we have to start to teach. Uh, why do you feel fearful? Um what is it? Like you said, what have you been told? What have you been thinking? Have you been watching too many movies? It's, you know, how'd you, what, what, what was the conversation in the household that you grew up in? What is the conversation in the household that you're living in today? And so, you know, that fear, um, is definitely there. Um, like, give us a good word cause you know, we, we, we trying to move. And apparently this happened to Ryan Coogler a while back. So, uh, I guess a video just was released recently or what have you, but, Um, It's still, you know, it's news and it's shocking and my heart goes out to him.
1: Yeah. I mean, my, my word today was just to be, my word every day is walk with God Mm -hmm. because in those times, you know, he, he took on uh, what was presented to him. And that was an ordeal that he was not ready for. However,
0: um I'm ho- sure Hold there that is thought. The- hold that thought for us. This is this is really good. Hold that thought. The harvest is here and the time is now. KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about.
1: Lynn Richardson wants to help you build multiple streams of income. And create more passive income for yourself. You're listening to the Millionaires Roundtable, Millionaires Roundtable on KBLA Roundtable. Talk 1580. Money ain't a bang, ain't a bang, ain't a
0: Welcome forward. Now, this is the Millionaire's Roundtable here on KBLA Talk 1580. And this is Lynn Richardson. And we are creating millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one dollar at a time and one dime at a time. And that means you. Yes. Come on now, like, yes, give us give us this word. Um, how do we take all of this and, and how do we wrap it up and, and give the people some power?
1: Well, I just always say, walk with God. You know, because there are so many other ways that think that that could have gone. Had he gotten irate about even the cops coming, if he if he gave any opposition whatsoever outside of just trying to clear up a huge mistake, um, there would have been a whole other story to be told. Yeah. So I I just say you know walk with God so that your your decisions are coming from a place of love, understanding, and compassion. And just because someone else doesn't have that doesn't mean you get to lose it because you have the opportunity to use what, uh, you know, what God has taught us and that's to be righteous and that's to be compassionate and understanding. And um, sometimes things will unfold before us that we had absolutely no idea was coming, but
0: that's just how God works sometimes yeah you you' you're right um getting getting hot at all of it doesn't necessarily help the situation, but I do believe that we've come upon a time just in in history at this time in the world where you know we have just been quiet for so long um and we have held in our emotions when it comes to these things. I remember helping a young man. Uh, when I first got in the mortgage business, and uh, my desk was facing the window, so I could see people uh, as they were coming down the street. And I could tell this gentleman was coming to us, and all of my colleagues left uh, the front area because nobody wanted to take care of him. Um, he was an African American man, dark skinned, um, and he was, you know, a little dirty. He looked a little grimy. And uh, so he came on in, <clears throat> and I you know, shook his hand and said, welcome, sit down. What can I do? He was a construction worker. <laughs> he had a whole lot of money mm-hmm. and he wanted to buy a house and he mm-hmm. was dirty because he had just gotten off the site and he had to take care of something and so on and so forth. So we cannot judge a book by its uh, cover and Amen. we certainly cannot judge people by their color. And um, it is my prayer. It is my hope. It is my dream that we will help people all over the globe build wealth, wisdom, expansion, assets, leadership, transformation and health. And that includes the ones who seek to oppress. The harvest is indeed here and the time is indeed now.